So God becomes one of us. It's like he wants to be seen by us. Because of Christmas, every single one of us can look to heaven and go, I'm going there someday, you know? Welcome to Hearts and Minds, a podcast that will help you to discover the extraordinary in your everyday life. Whether it is in your work, relationships, or even your spiritual life, we will discuss topics of faith and life in a way to suit the unspiritual as well as the devout. Wherever you're at on your journey, this podcast should speak to you, and we're delighted you're here. This is Adele Tinsley, and I'm here with Maura Cassidy. Hi. Hello. Delighted to be here, Adele. Yes. Well, today we're going to talk about Christmas. Absolutely. And, you know, Christmas means different things to different people. For mm. some days, it's a, you know, a day of celebration, and we're all so much busier coming up to the big day or the season, if you want to, if you will. Um, over to you to tell us about Christmas of 2023. Absolutely. Well, I think um, a nice way to start this is to think, how can Christmas be different for us this year? And, mm. you know, we might be in frenetic, you know, literally on, you know, sort of spiraled out of existence <laughs> with frenetic parties and exactly. gifts. And I was just talking to somebody last night and she was like, oh my God, there's so many gifts to get. And we agreed in the family, we're not giving any gifts this year. Mm. And she said, I don't want to be like Scrooge-like, but no, the I point know, about yeah. it is, it's that between the kids and the in-laws and the whatever. So I think the really, have, really helpful thing about having a podcast on this topic is, is to think, what is Christmas about? Exactly. You know, Christmas is an incredible event. It's mm. a day, but it's, it is a revolution. It, it started a revolution mm. because effectively God becomes man. I know. Okay, it's God's project. He mm. kind of turned around and he just said, I'm going to become one of you because you really don't believe that mm. I exist. Yeah. And I need you because of original sin and all kinds of things. Mm. I need to come down on earth to be able to sort of walk with you, suffer with you. Yeah. and make good what has just happened to make heaven possible. Mm. Like a really good father, but he chose his son to take up our dirt, as it were. Mm. Um, so God becomes one of us. It's like he wants to be seen by us. Yeah. And um, St. Athanasius said that. He said, Christmas is all about God wanting to be seen by his children, mm. which is really, really powerful. Yeah, isn't it? So it's incredible, actually, if you dig into the saints and you see how many of the great saints that we know spoke about Christmas as such, a, such an incredible you know, event because it started, it started, it was a domino effect. Basically, there was no turning back. Mm. Because of Christmas, every single one of us can look to heaven and go, I'm going there someday, <laughs> you know? Um, and that's even why we say, you know, the, you know, we so many Christmas hymns and we use, say, Messiah and Emmanuel. And, you know, oftentimes you don't double click on, well, what? Emmanuel means God with us. Yes. Literally means mm. God with us. Yeah. And that's a really powerful thing, mm. you know? And St. Irenaeus, who is uh, one of the church, you know, I suppose church fathers of the church, we call him. And he was back in the third century and he died at 84 as a martyr. Okay. You know, incredible. Yeah. He was actually one of the Roman soldiers, saw him and felt sorry for him going to be martyred. And he offered him a way out. Look, here's a little, you know, incense, you know, sort of little, little bowl or jug or whatever it was. And he says, yeah. you can just burn a little bit there on the side and I'll say, you you know, you don't mm. need to do it publicly, but <laughs> we'll all know. And he said, I've spent, you know, I'm obviously paraphrasing here, but he said, I've spent 80 odd years of my life, mm. you know, totally identified with Christ. Yeah. I am so not going to bail out at this moment. Exactly. You yeah. know, we kind of, you really yeah, don't yeah, get yeah. it. But anyway, yeah. this man, he said, he talked about Christmas, mm. St. Irenaeus talked about Christmas, like he said, God became man so his children, children could see God with mm. them. Yeah. You know, adolescents could see God with them. Mm. Men could see God with them. So mm. at every stage of our existence, God was me. Yeah. God is me. Exactly. You know? So it wasn't just some ra random event it was prophesied, you know, in the Old Testament, you know, in the Catholic and the 
Jewish tradition, um, we believe in the Old Testament as God's word revealed to man. Mm. Um, obviously different writers, but God's the author. Yes. 40 different writers, in fact. Yeah. Um, but throughout the, the Old Testament, the Messiah's prophecies, in other words, it's prophecies that God will save his people. We didn't know what that was going to look like. And the Jewish people had no idea. And we didn't. In fact, when Jesus showed up, well, we didn't really recognize him. That was also part of God's plan. Um, and we're reading mm, the book of Isaiah during the days of Advent. And, you know, he recounts those prophecies for us, which is extraordinary. You think that Isaiah lived so many years before the before, birth of Christ, yeah. you know. Um, what, what, why, how can, you might say, Christmas be different for us, you know, um, because we don't feel God is with us. We often don't think he's with us. And I suppose no. this podcast could be a way of exploring how we can discover God in our lives this Christmas. And I would thought, thought the first idea we could look at is look at the first people in that first Christmas scene. They're real people like you mm. and me. Yeah. You've Mary, you've Joseph, you've the shepherds, and you've the Magi. And I also want to dig into St. Saint Stephen and to the Good Thief. Mm. Okay, Technically, they're not in the Christmas scene, yeah, yeah, but yeah. we celebrate, you know, anyway, mm. I'll explain why we can draw them in. <laughs> okay, there is some tenuous link, not mm. so tenuous. But if you look at Our Lady... Okay, Our Lady, like St. Joseph and like the shepherds, um, all very different kinds of people, they saw God in that baby or even before the baby arrived when other people didn't. So like Herod wanted to kill the child. Mm. So how come God could show himself to them because they were open? Yes. And I think if we reflect yes. on the values or the attitudes they had, mm. maybe we can try to see, well, maybe I can try to mirror those attitudes this mm. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Christian and Catholic tradition, of course, Christmas isn't just the one day. It's the 12 days of Christmas. Yes. Which goes all the way mm. up to the sixth. So we yeah. really milk it. Okay, we celebrate. <laughs> so um, look, at our, look at Mary. Well, Mary had faith. So she believed in God more than she believed in herself. Mm. So she took things on faith. Um, you know, Catholic tradition tells us, you know, she believed she'd have a child miraculously. Mary didn't need proof to believe. Uh, we do. Mm. We rarely do things or rarely leave things to God because things go wrong. And um, and so we lose trust very easily. Things don't happen the way we want them to happen. Yeah. So we, so we want, that leads to us wanting to take up more control. So mm. Mary's response to the first Christmas is a reminder to us that God can and does work extraordinary miracles in and through us but we need to let him. Mm. And to let him do it, we need to believe in him before we've seen the goods. Okay? Exactly. It's not like Blue Peter. Here's what yes, I did earlier. I okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I would suggest a lovely way of, you know, we're often not in that space. Mm. And we can think, well, I'm not like that. Yeah. Well, maybe to pray, give me the strength, Mary, to do just that, to be like you, to believe if God said this is going to happen, it will. Mm. You know, because... Yeah. What's God asking us to trust what he can do, not so much what we can do? And that's not easy because everything around us tells us we need to be in control. We need to foresee outcomes. If we can't manage, we can't. Whereas God's often saying, you think you can't, but you can with me. Yeah, okay? it's, it's a timeline thing as well, isn't it? You know, yes. we're not... Um, we're like we're always in such a rush and we just need to know when is this going to be done by. Yeah. And um, if our prayers are you know, requests aren't answered within our own timelines. It's, you know, where is he? Absolutely. You know, he's mm. not the God that I need him to be. Yeah. Whereas God isn't like, you know, Santa Claus, mm. who gives you exactly what you ask yes. for in your Christmas yes, stocking yes, yes, or yes. in your list. Mm. He's a loving father who wants us to grow into 
the child, the adult, you know, the yeah. mature, beautiful person mm. that he's created us to be. Exactly. And we often don't believe in ourselves. We are self, we have self-limiting mm. uh, beliefs about ourselves. We don't think we can change. Where God goes, you can change, but you can't do it alone. Yes, exactly. And to change, we need to be able to step into a space that's mm. unfamiliar. Yeah. And oftentimes that's a space we're already in right now, but we just don't want it to continue. Yeah, I know. We just don't mm. like things continuing. We go, mm. we think being mature about things is going, okay, that's enough of that now, we're going to move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas he's going, you yeah. know what? It's mm. not about changing the situation, the circumstances. Mm. Yeah. You need to change how you see it. Mm. And, and evolve that, with that. Oh, and it gets harder and harder mm. as we get older. Mm. You know, yeah, it's so easy when you're younger because everything's new. Of course. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day who was dating somebody and she was like, you know what? It could be for me. And I'm going, Wow. I was so I was so moved by her. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. her just lovely kind of, well, do you know what? If he's Mr. Right, well, let's go for it. And I'm going, wow. Mm. Yay. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do. You yes. know, really, really impressed by that. Um, so I suppose that famous thing, let go and let God, you know, and maybe to reflect on what aspect of my life am I really trying to control right now? Yeah. Even as if I'm being a mature person. And maybe to let go and say, God, look, maybe you just want to step. Like I always think mm. of Abraham. Yeah. Abraham was an old man. And he had no children. He, and that for the Jews, he had no progeny. Nobody was going to take over after him. And then it took X number of years before his wife, Sarah, mm. you know, became pregnant. Yeah. And then God asked him to put to death Isaiah. <laughs> Everything about his life was, okay, God, you said this, you haven't done it, yeah. but I still believe you're going to do it. <laughs> oh, now you've finally done it yeah. and you're going to take it away. Yeah. Oh, and you say my, so, so mm. many parts of our life are, we're at the breaking point and God yeah. goes, breaking point means hang in there and I'll step in. Mm. You know, so I actually think, um, and I, you know, one of the, one of the readings during the week, I think it was on Saturday actually the other day, it was one from Isaiah and it really struck me. Mm. And if you don't mind, I'll quote from it because I thought Please. it was fascinating. Yep. It says, people of Zion, you will live in Jerusalem, weep no more. So you're thinking, God, this is going to be great. I'm not going to yeah. weep anymore. Yeah. He will be gracious to you when he hears your cry. So God's going to come along. When he hears, he will answer. Yes, he's finally coming. How often we relate to that. Mm. When the Lord has given you the bread of suffering. <laughs> wow. Bread, suffering. <laughs> and the water of distress. He mm. who is your teacher will hide no longer and you will see your teacher with your own eyes. Mm. So what he's saying is water, which, which we associate with nutrition and need and necessity to survive yeah. and refreshment and bread, which is a need, you know, because guess what? Mm. They didn't have Tesco in those days. <laughs> so bread and water are basically connected to suffering and distress. Who knew? So I think it's really helpful to think of, well, what suffering am I undergoing right now? What distress am I undergoing right now? And that's where, when I'm at breaking point, maybe God is saying, I'm going to now come to you in a different way. Mm. And that's yeah. just so incredibly powerful. And, um, but it's so, so different to what mm. we associate with God. We associate with God coming to console and be compassionate, which of course he is and yes, does. Of yeah. But of course, it's not, I'll take it all away and I'll make it better. Mm. And you'll just cuddle up and there won't be any problems anymore. Yes, exactly. And we'll just settle into a nice, cool little mm. Christmas movie. Yeah, where it's all cute and the animals are all, there's no in the stable, you know, you can imagine. It wasn't a very pleasant place. No. You know, it's not no. like our beautiful crib scenes. Mm. The other character, of course, is Joseph, mm. Mary's husband. And his name means God will add. And um, that's kind of an interesting mm. place to start because he was aware from the very beginning that he wasn't enough. He was enough. Yes. But God was going to have to add to him to make it possible for mm. him to be what God needed him to be. And that's for all of us. We're yeah. not enough. Mm. We are enough for what God needs. Mm. But it's a God's need that's the important thing. Okay. Yes. So yes. if we don't, Joseph realized that he needed God. Mm. And so God, if he needs, then God meets us there. 
Yeah. Mm. So if we don't need him, well, God's not going to show up because we have everything. Yeah, you know, so exactly. why why would he bother? And he was he was very aware, you know, Joseph, of being a human being, being ordinary, being average, with weaknesses like you and me. You know, he's standing beside Mary and going, wow, Mary, you're amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, you were conceived with that original sin. You don't have the same temptations I have. Life is difficult for you too. Yeah, I know, but you've got mm-hmm. so much more grace than me. God, why are you picking me? He could have spent his whole life going, God, why me? <laughs> why me? But he didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, how often in life we go, God, why did you pick me for this? Mm-hmm. You know, why? why am I in this situation? I'm just not able. You know, the famous one yeah. about choosing your crosses. You yes. know, this famous, I don't know if it's a sort of a nice little story, but it's very helpful. Mm. You know, this particular individual goes, God, you know, why do you always give me these wretched crosses? You know, and he said, well, okay, here's a room full of crosses. Go and pick the one you want. And he picked the one and he said, that's the very one I gave you. <laughs> so because, of course, he picks the one that's going to help us to become. And Real. if you read the lives of the saints, it's really helpful because the lives of the saints weren't exactly pretty. Mm. You know, they were really, really challenging. And they can help us to go, well, they're my tribe. So, exactly. you know, so um, now that didn't stop Joseph trusting God. He believed the angel. He believed the angel. He said, look, the baby Mary's carrying isn't yours. It's God's. So it's okay. And he went, okay, I don't know what that's all about, but that's okay. So you want me to make her my wife. I love her. Don't understand any of this. But if you say I do. And I think that's amazing because what happens to us when we see weakness you know, maybe, you know, we presume weakness means unworthiness. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Weakness means human. Yes. So it's a reminder that um, we need God. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with us because we need God. You know, the more, the weaker we find ourselves, the more, and sometimes, you know, those, you know, we mentioned on other podcasts, the importance of our thoughts. We can have such negative thoughts about ourselves or, not, or other people. Mm. Yes. You know, and be thinking, you know, whatever, and this person shouldn't be in this situation or shouldn't have made that choice or whatever it is. Well, the reality is it is what it is, but it's where God can take this now. And that's where faith comes in. That's where miracles happen. Um, we strive for perfectionism in ourselves and in others, but that's not what this life is about. Mm. This life is about love. It's about trust. And it's about going, God, when we're at breaking point, you need to be able to help me here because I'm yeah. doing this because you asked it, not because I want it. God mm. meets us because we need him, mm. not because of anything else. And then you have the child in the manger. Like, that baby couldn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. It, fe- it needs to be mm. fed by Mary. It needs to be pooped. It needs to be cleaned, <laughs> pooped. It needs to everything, mm. everything. It needs to be cuddled. It needs to be loved. It needs to be kept warm, etc. We, you know, we can't do many things. We can't control events. We can't change people. We can change ourselves in the way we see ourselves and reality and situations, but we need to be patient. It takes time. Yeah. You know, and I just think, yeah, a lot of patience is needed there. It doesn't happen overnight. And well, the shepherds, well, what's about the shepherds? You know, I think it's shepherds like, you know, shepherds aren't exactly, you know, it's not exactly a, not exactly driving the BMW or, you know, wearing the Versace suit. Yes. You know, they're out in the field. It's a very, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, menial, ma- manual job. Mm. It's a job that probably just covers, you know, you cover your, you kind of get the next meal. Existence. Uh, existence, basically. Mm. Uh, it was, you know, hand to mouth. And, um, and what do they do? They see the shepherds and they go, let's just go. 
God is born, it's in a yeah. stable. And I, you kind of think, uh, you know, you can kind of be tempted to think, oh, simple creatures. But guess what? They saw angels in the sky. You know, I'd say if we saw um, an incredible, you know, it's the season of choirs and we're often so moved. Yes, exactly. You know, I was in yeah, Carney yeah, Street yeah. today for mm. Mass at 11. I go, oh, oh, beautiful. Take me now, Jesus. Yes. It was just so mm. incredibly yeah. prayerful yeah. and liturgical and so beautiful. Um, but if you see a real choir in heaven, I suppose that obviously has an incredible effect. But what do they do? They go and they do exactly as the angels say because they don't have stuff. And of course, mm. Christmas can be a time of a lot of stuff. There's too much stuff. Oftentimes. Mm. And we can lose one of ourselves. Yeah. And and what happens is when we have too much stuff, we don't see with the eyes of the heart. Of course. You yeah. know, and uh, we just want to possess. Mm. And God isn't there to be possessed. Yeah. Nobody, we don't possess other people. Mm. We just love them. Yeah. And sometimes we have to fill the hole that mm. they have because, you know, some of you might have heard the podcast we did recently with Leonie McPhillips and she described, you know, the love that her mother had for them. Mm. And she said it was just unconditional. She said, yeah. she said, she said of her mother, she said, she once asked her mother, who's passed away, she said, Mom, did you like your life? She said, no, I didn't like my life. <laughs> you know, I had eight children and she was married to, you know, a functional alcoholic. But she loved her life. And she never resentful to her husband because he had so much to contend with. Okay. You know, he was an orphan at six. He was in an institution. He wasn't able for much. Sounds but she like never she doubted him as the father of her children and as a father, her husband. She obviously has a lot of grace or had a lot of grace. Mm. Well, that's what she said. Mm. She basically said, I believe. And if I didn't have mm. God, I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. And th she's communicated that to her family, mm. you know, and they saw in their father somebody whom they deeply loved. Mm. but saw him for what he was. Yeah, exactly. You know, and yeah. someone felt sorry for him, mm. but at the same time could see that he was needy. Yeah. Which is an extraordinary thing because there'd be many just... people in our lives who we depend on who are needy. Mm. And yet at the same time, um, so we need to be there for them in, in as we can. Um, these individuals, you may say, saw God, touched God, held God close. And what do they experience but joy and peace? And we think, okay, joy and peace. And, you know, sometimes we can think joy and peace, but I'm not experiencing much of that right now in my life. And, well, you see, the joy and peace that God gives isn't the joy and peace of this world. It's not kind of the happy, clappy joy and peace of I have everything, I look amazing, and I'm surrounded by all these people who love me. Hopefully we'll have people around us who love us and we will be able to love others. Yeah. I think that's the biggest part of it, you know, because mm. oftentimes it's the love we give. But it was a deeper joy and peace. And... um and that's why I like to read that, you know, that yeah. chapter from the prophet Isaiah, because, of course, water and, and, and bread is associated with suffering and distress. And there can be suffering and distress in our life, and yet we can have joy and peace. And the, this is where I'm going to bring in, tenuous link, <laughs> you know, St. Stephen the Martyr, because mm. he's the first feast day we celebrate on the 26th of December, straight mm. at, um, well, the Holy Innocents uh, on the 28th, but we've St. Stephen on the 26th. And mm. you kind of go, what's that about? Yeah. And St. Stephen was the first martyr. And he had such joy. He was, he, his face was celestial. That's how it's described. Wow. Okay. It looked heavenly and yeah. he saw heaven. And what did he do when he's been stoned by the Jews? He basically prays that God doesn't look upon them and, you know, you know, you might say punish them for this failing of killing him, this grievous sin, this sin in killing him, murdering him. Wow. Says, you know, forgive them, but they know, don't know, know what they're doing. Yeah. So you kind of go, he's experiencing joy and peace and he's just about to be murdered. You know, okay. and 
I just I thought that was such a because the joy and peace that he had in his heart came from God. Yes. And I think that's yes, the joy yes. and peace that we need to ask for. Yeah. You know, because oftentimes there are, can be times in, in people's lives where they're not experiencing that joy and peace because it's genuinely challenging. Yeah. And they can feel they're going above and beyond the call of duty. Mm. And they're going at that moment, but you know what, Lord, I need an extra joy and peace right now. Mm. Like I was chatting to a woman not so long ago and she said, more the amount of times I go, God, I'm married and marriage is about the sacrament of marriage, which means it's a bit like a drip that mm. I get the grace of the sacrament every day for whatever I need. Yes, so yes. And so many times she said, I said, God, I need the grace of the sacrament of marriage right now for this. <laughs> and I thought mm. that's faith. Yeah. She believes yeah. in that. So, mm. you know, you know, I thought that was quite interesting. Um, so the sacraments are there to, to keep to the, 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 the nourishment for our journey. They're not yeah. an add-on. They're not a yes, kind of oh, yes, happy yes, moment. Yes. Liturgy, yeah. did you have a nice Mass? Mm. Mass and receiving our Lord in the Eucharist is about we need to be fed, mm. we need to be loved, we need to be embraced. Nourished, we go to, yes. We need to be nourished. Mm. We go to confession because we need to ask for forgiveness. We need to have strength in wherever we're at right now because, you know, I didn't have very charitable thoughts because I was... I want to do this right now and I know it's the wrong thing to do, but mm. it feels right for me right now. So I'm asking for the grace to change my mind in this. Yeah. You know, sometimes, yes, that's, sometimes you go to confession and you go, look, mm. I say to the priest, all honesty, I'm not feeling this. I'm asking for forgiveness of something now that I'm feeling very sorry about. Mm. You know, and, 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 you know, and it's lovely. But that's you know? highly relatable. I mean, oh, it's, completely. And it's just a proof of our own humanity, isn't it? That kind of. Absolutely. Yeah. It's very honest. And I think the other lovely thing is, you know, for people out there maybe who are listening in and they're thinking, you know, well, I'm already frenetic and I'm not very spiritual. I'm not sure how this Christmas is going to go. There's so much to do. I'm not even sure I'm going to make mass. Well, think of the good thief. Mm. The good thief was the fruit of Christmas. <laughs> because of Christmas, mm. Jesus was faithful and at the very, naturally, mm. at the very end of his life, 33 years, mm. decided to die on the cross because he wanted to be open the, open the gates of heaven. Yes. Okay. And who does he meet there? Two other thieves. It was a good thief. And the good thief basically stealing all, stealing all his life and was being put to death for that. So mm. obviously had a bit of a artistic existence. <laughs> and he's looking at Jesus and he's not going, I'm well versed in the scriptures. He's not going, mm. you know, you're definitely the Messiah because I heard all about you. He's looking at him going, you are a man who's dying for a crime you did not commit. Mm. That speaks to me. Yeah. You are must be an extraordinary man. In fact... Mm. You must be God. <laughs> and it's beautiful because there are moments when we we think, I'm not enough, clearly. I need to be saved. Yeah. I want to get to heaven. And mm. Christmas is all about acknowledging the fact that I can't get to heaven alone. Mm. Of course you can't. Not to God needs to save us. Yeah. You know, so for us, the good thief is somebody, we look at Christ and we go, you know, you read, so many people have read the Gospels, you know, read, walked their way through the Gospel of St. Luke or the Gospel of St. Matthew or Mark or John. And thought, okay, reading from cover to cover, I believe in Jesus. Because mm. this man did things that no human being could do. Yeah. And so I would encourage us all to kind of go get to know Jesus. Yeah. And start that way, the relationship. Start the relationship. Mm. And then you can take steps and change your life. Mm. And because you're believing in him. Exactly. You're not believing in yourself. You're not saying, look, so far this has been useless. Mm. You know, so far <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. relationship has been useless. Or so far this work mm. situation or whatever has been useless. You're going, yeah, it's been useless right up to now. But Jesus, because you're walking with me right now yeah. and you're going to walk with me for the rest of my life, mm. I know this is going to change. And I think that's a happy note to end. Absolutely. I was, at, I was actually at Mass recently and one for a priest. And he was talking about 
journeying, obviously, mm. with God. And but but you know, like that, where where does one start? You know, and often you find people start at the end. In other words, you're looking for something. Mm. You know, so there's a an ill in an ill family member or you know the usual kind of thing or you're you're looking for something and you know the priest was saying don't use god in the sense of you know break glass in case of emergency only type of mm-hmm. thing so don't use him as an emergency only kind of thing mm-hmm. build up the relationship first mm-hmm. so you don't feel you have to go kind of begging at the end so i mean it's mm-hmm. it's you you're already like and it's just a chat Mm. You know, I personally, I just chat. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I do ask, obviously, yeah, for, <laughs> for for stuff um, that's going on in my life and to the strength to get through whatever difficulties and challenges that I have. But, um, yeah. you know, it's I just found that great. Don't yeah. use them in case of emergencies only. Use them every day. Mm, exactly. Use them and love them every day. Mm, there you Super. go. Well, that's it, Edel. Yeah. So um, I suppose just say thank you to everybody, our listeners, Absolutely. and for listening. And if you like our Hearts and Minds podcast, please mm. follow us. And in our show notes, you'll find a link to subscribe and you'll get extra resources from today's podcast. And of course, a monthly email with information on our upcoming podcasts, blog posts, Hearts and Minds overnights for 2024. Great. <laughs> and a very happy Christmas to everybody. Absolutely. And New Year.